welcome to the show, everybody. It's California, and it's cold, and I feel like it's, I just it's a crisis. I just met my my compadre over here, who's not cold, which tells me something is happening. To, I feel like the wind is very cold lately, Tony. When I go outside, I'm like, oh, and when I come in here, I'm like, man. There's no, I like fire vibes. I like being around the fire. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I like, if I could camp at all times, I think I'd be happier. This is like a dead cold. It makes me not want to go to your vert ramp because there's <laughs> nothing worse than slamming cold. Oh, yeah. Especially on your palms. That's yeah. the worst. That's when I've, I feel like I've never hated skateboarding more than when I've slammed in the cold on my palms. On your and, palms. And, and you're just I'm like, like your, your hands are stinging. You're and like, I'm the dumbest yeah. person yes, I know. Exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, I, it's funny. I haven't really been complaining about this to anyone, but I have been freezing balls at my house and I, I do all my zooms and stuff in the garage. I have this little setup with skateboards behind me and you yeah. know, so it, look, it looks like I have a studio. Nice. Nice work. But the garage is freezing and I'm, when I'm in there for more than an hour, I'm cold the rest of the day. Yeah. And then it gets into your core. Yeah, that's it. My core. And so I'm just freezing. And then my wife likes the AC cranking. And then last Nailed night, the AC. last night we she gave up because because I I got up and turned it off in the middle of the night. I was just like, no. Wait, in the cold of California. Sorry, She's everybody else who isn't in California, yeah. but it is fucking cold right now. The <laughs> AC is on. Last night it was on, and then I got up and turned it off because I was just like, I'm too cold yeah. all the time. Yeah. And then I woke up and she was not in bed. <laughs> she was downstairs sleeping on the couch because it's too hot. It's too hot. Yeah. She might be like. Some kind of other person. She's from, she's from Detroit. It gets cold there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Anyway, that that's that's the that's the story of the. That uh, doesn't sound I, temperatures I'm, in our house. See, you think I would have thought Tony Hawk had it all, but he's in hell, you guys. <laughs> I'm really cold. <laughs> I'm just very, very uncomfortably cold. He, he at home. sleeps in a freezer every night. No wonder people. But it can't is weird. It's March. It. It's March. It's supposed to be <laughs> spring. And it's just freezing. It's just ass. a thing that's happened in the last week where the wind is the different. It's a different wind. Yeah. I don't know what how else to explain it. It's not cool. There are people listening right now that are in severe temperatures that are like, you guys are such a wuss. Every time I've ever talked about it on the Jason Ellis show, someone will send me a photo of them in the snow with the temperature showing minus yeah. something yeah. saying, shut the fuck up. But <laughs> that's fair. And I understand that. But that does. we're just ill prepared. Look, I'm not wearing a fucking snowboard jacket for the podcast, all right? Yeah, right. Exactly, but it's cold. Yeah. I had a t-shirt that I wanted to wear, but I can't show you it because it's too cold. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I, I need like a new in because uh, I don't wear normal clothes anymore because it's a pandemic, and I know I no longer wear jewelry. I don't really like jeans. I don't really like restricting pants. I'd prefer to wear shorts or sweatpants at all times now to the point where putting on jeans. What does the pandemic have to do with all that? I stopped going out. I'm, I've always been like, uh, I wear extra. Oh, shit. you like, cause you want to, I would floss. Right. Got it. Constantly. Yeah. It's like a thing that I cannot deny. Like I okay. get up in the morning. I'm like, this chain goes with this watch. And then, uh, you know, my underwear <laughs> matches my shoelaces. It's funny. You had to give that up. I didn't decide to get, I know, but you, you have given it up. I think I, I without yeah. even, like right now, I think I'm realizing that, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back. You're like, liberated. I feel like, yeah, if it all goes back to normal <laughs> and you're like, Jason, let's go to a, like a huge party. And I'll be like, yeah, all right. And I'll just be there with like, like Adam Sandler, like, man, I don't fucking care. 
Cause I that's funny because like, I, I have the opposite. You've got um, st- more style now. You wear it's, extra it's more It's more that I'm on camera every day. Yeah. And the camera's close up. And so I'm way more aware that, oh, I got to at least look presentable or I, you know, I should shave regularly. Oh, yeah. And before I was kind of out, out in the wild. And so, it did, you know, I come here and skate. I'm doing other stuff. Every once in a while there's an interview, but it's just Zoom life now. And so I do feel... Like, oh, I've got to, like, kind of work on it. Do you get weird with the people that, when, like, I see your tweets all the time where someone says, hey, you know who you look like? Or, <laughs> Do I get weird with it? No. No, like, not weird with that interaction. Like, when someone says, like, what was the one where someone said, uh, how old are you? And you said 52. And then they said, aren't you 48? And he you said, were, no, he said, weren't you 48? Right. How's- and, and I said, yes, I was once 48. I don't. You know, and, and it's in that moment, it feels awkward and it feels like I'm kind of dissing the kid. And then after the fact is when I go, oh, that was really funny. If someone had seen that from afar and they saw that interaction, they'd be like, what, what is that your life? Because it is kind of. It is. Yeah. But also I, I think that the misconception is that that's the only interaction I have with people. And that's not it. There's plenty more often than not, it's like, hey, man, you Tony Hawk? Yeah, cool. What's up? Can I get a selfie? Yeah, right on. Nice to meet you. Cool. That's 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 as, the regular one. That's a regular one, but that's not really fun to share. And no, no one's interested in that. So now there's this whole sort of meme that's self-propagating that people think I'm always complaining or I'm making them up. Well, I heard now because you trended the other day that people are now doing fantasy like meetings of Tony Hawk. Like they're making <laughs> up their own versions of it. From your stories. Yeah, it, now it's taken a life of its own. It's my fault. I mean, I, you know, it became this thing that I shared, and then it, I, I share, still share it regularly. Like, it happened to me in Hawaii just a couple weeks ago. I was on, In the water, right? In the water, yeah. So yeah. how's that one go? I was paddling out, and, and this guy's like, yo, man, anyone tell you look like Tony Hawk? And I thought he knew the whole thing. And oh, so, he was doing this. So now yeah. you have to worry about when people say, hey, man, you look like Tony Hawk. That like, happens a lot. That they're in on the joke. They're in on the joke. So you and have like, to be ready to to not like be like, dude, I am. Well, no, to- that my new well, that's the other my thing new. is that is that my new reply is is, uh, you know, has anyone told you, you look at Tony? Like, uh, yeah, but you're the first today. That's okay. Like, nice. Okay, that's you know that kind of. Yeah, I acknowledge that you said it. It's funny. I'm trying to be funny back. Settled. Right, settled. So I said that to this guy, yeah. Hawaiian dude, like yeah. hardcore Hawaiian surfer dude, yeah, who might take that as sarcastic. Oh, who, you know, right. I keep forgetting a lot of surfers punch people in the face, and this is a heavily localized spot. And you're okay going to heavily localized. Well, I knew spots? I was going with a buddy who is cool there, okay, but he hadn't paddled out yet. Oh, that's not cool. No, I so I'm paddling out. I'm I'm just out like balls to the wall, going out there by himself, right? And this guy's like, "Yo, man." Uh, anyone take a look like Tom? I was like, oh, yeah, but you know, you're the first today. He's like, yo, man, you should you should sign his name when people say that. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right. And then another dude, heavier local dude, was like, he's the real one, bro. <laughs> and then what's that dude say? Did and he's he like, oh, oh, man, you know my friend. Da, 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 da. Like instantly, and then it was cool. And this is the first time I was ever in Hawaii where a dude yelled at me to catch the wave. Guy, yes. Guy was in position. I was turning, you know, and I was like, no, it's his wave. He's like, go, Tony, go, go, man. 
And I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, I, they're offering me waves in Hawaii. That's crazy. That is like a, that's almost as cool a flex as your uh, Willy Wonka or chocolate card that you can get <laughs> candy anywhere in the world. I don't know which one is cooler. You know, somebody was nice to me in the surf the other day for the first time in my life where I fell on him because oh. he was in the way and I popped up. I was like, fuck, sorry, dude. He's like, you're good, man. Get out there and get another one. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> Everyone usually tells me to fuck do, off. Do you think, right? Well, do you think that either because you look scary or because he knew you were? No, no. I think it was because we were. I was surfing at a charity thing for um, somebody. A, a surfer was being racist to a black guy at the pier. And then Sal Masekela and all those guys got wind of it. And they all came up for a surf where oh, okay. black, white, everybody surfs together in to camaraderie. Right. One yeah, love right in which, the water, which meant first of all, most people I've ever been in the water with because I'm right. such a I always stay away from the big good wave because I'm I'm never going to get on it, I'm just going to get in your way. So I have a, yeah. I usually politely go over to the shit kicker section yeah. where I'm not annoying anybody and no one wants to punch me in the face. You're, poach, I, I, you're poaching shoulders. I never get in there and be like, hey man, I know I'm a kook, but fucking look out. I never do that, <laughs> I never flex. So this time that wave is just a it's just a shit pile, man. That thing breaks everywhere. So all of a sudden, woo, big one. That was Alice, get it. And I'm like, eh. you know, and then I got up and I fell on the guy and I was like, oh fuck, sorry, man. He's like, nah, man, fucking get out there and get another one. I was like, man, why can't we do charity surfing every day <laughs> where everyone's on their best? Yeah. Because this is so much better. And I told these guys that somebody paddled by, wasn't as cool as your story. Someone just paddled by and went, no way, you're hell. And just kept paddling. I was like, <laughs> that's I think sick. that's cool. I think, I, I think he recognized me from a good thing. Yeah. On the flip side of that, um, I lived in La Jolla for a summer because my parents were between houses. And so we actually like moved in with my older sister, which was weird. Yeah. But I was 16. How so I had that for? Uh, a few months, but I had, I was 16, I had my own car okay. and they live right by Wind and Sea. So what's Wind and Sea? Wind and sea is a surf break in La Jolla, oh. but especially in the eighties, like locals Say no. and twice I got threatened once just for what I was out checking the surf and the guy's like, where are you from? I go, uh, and my first reaction was, Oh, Tira Santa. Cause we were between houses, you know? And he's like, why don't you go back there before I get sick of your face? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm just watching the what waves. Is, what is you guys with your water and the ocean and the, and the, the peace. And you guys think you're related to fish. What the fuck is wrong with this? You guys? Dude wasn't even Why is everyone so angry? This dude, this dude was just on the beach. Like he wasn't even going out in the water. He, but just he was surveying his there. area, making sure yeah. you, and also it, I, I should have said like, I'm staying with my sister a block away. Does that qualify? Yeah. Probably not. In Probably his not. Oh, no. She could surf, but not you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then another time I was in the water and this guy's like, this guy's like, yo man, I think this is your last wave. I'm like, oh, all right. Okay. I think you're right. That brings me to skateboarding because you're older than me. You're from these guys where I had Australian guys that were pretending to be your American guys, like the, um, the Tony Elva, the, the, um, What's the zipper tattoo? Jay Adams. Jay Adams. Like I had my like guys that wanted to be, they were the Jay Adams of Australia. Like yeah. they, no one else was there. Jay Adams wasn't there. So they were running right. it. And there were times there where someone would be like, I think you're done now. And I'm like, what? Skating. Yeah. Yeah. And it was this punk rock thing where 
you could you could do that. I don't know who created it, but it, it's the I think it came from surfing because I think those guys were once oh yeah absolutely Venice surfers, yes correct? yes for sure yeah so they just did what they were doing on the way yeah. to the people on the ramp to yeah the well, skate park. And in those days, if you're looking at Dogtown, then those guys were skating backyard pools. And even though it's an abandoned house or whatever, they felt, felt like they had rights to it. They found it. They found it, yeah. And I, hey, I got, I got spit on by pro, a pro skater when I was a kid at, at, a, like, at a skate park. Not going to say his name? <laughs> no, but... What a guy. People Throw know the him. story, and he's, he's, he's falling on hard times. Aw. You know, so... Oh, you don't want to bash him while he's down? Eh, I don't... Whatever, I don't want to... But, but that would be a lesson, everybody. But I like... You're... You know how vivid that memory is? And, and how it was like... It. Happened in slow motion? And I was just like... What? Like, I, I kind of... These guys were skating... Uh, it was Colton Skate Park. Colton Skate Park was sick. And no one was there. Like, it was... Skating was dead. Yeah. And these two pros were skating in the half pipe. So I went over... And I was skating on the other end of the half pipe. So I came over to where they were just so I could, like, be in the mix. yeah. And uh, and they were kind of laughing about something, and I was just like, ah, yeah, you know, woo. so close to the action, at, yeah. And then yeah. and then one of them turns, he's just like, spits on my grip tape, and he's like, this is punk rock, kid. And I was like, I guess that means I shouldn't skate, I don't, or maybe I won't skate over here. Then I just left. But you know, you see that kind of stuff, and when you, it's so, I, I think if anything, it probably helped me to guide how I would interact with people if they were looking up to me. Yes. This episode is sponsored by blue chew. Say it with me, everybody blue chew, blue chew. It's making waves and bringing more confidence in the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. That's Spanish for erections. Are you sure? Nope. Not. Thank you, Tony Hawk, for clarifying <laughs> it. I don't know how to speak. I'm offended. Spanish. Wait, oh no, I didn't trigger you, did I? Oh man. <laughs> no, I I don't I don't speak Spanish, but I don't I, I know enough to think that probably doesn't translate across the board. Right. I, I feel like up. I want to argue against it and be like, nah, that's totally how they say erections. <laughs> you might you might be right. I'll let you slide. So anyway, uh, Bluetooth, it's an on, online service, delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You're right, erectionics. Oh, yes! <laughs> Erection. Good job. Oh. Lucky guess. That's all I'm saying. Nah-uh. I grew up in Spain, man. You don't even know. Stray is very mm, Spanish. Okay. Listen, everybody. Bluetooth. You can sign up. You go online. You talk to a doctor online so you don't have to go anywhere. And then they find out what you need, what strength and whatnot. And then it's discreetly sent to your house in a delightful little package. And you can uh, pop the bag open and bubs your uncle whenever you feel like <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm Does looking anyone up. know what Bob's your uncle means in the US? It's a good thing. If yes. okay, erecciones means erection in Spanish, and right. Bob's your uncle means it's a good thing, and your bone is in the zone. All right, all right. So special deal for our listeners: try Blue Chew free, free. Everybody, if you use the promo code Hawkwolf. At checkout, just pay $5 shipping, and that's bluechew.com. Use promo code HawkWolf, H-A-W-K-W-O-L-F. 
to receive. I always have to spell my name when I tell people like, Hey, uh, Hawk. Oh, how do you spell? It? I just, I always instinctively just say Hawk H A W K. Right. Well, yeah. I, I, that's not even, my name's not even Wolf. I'm just a wannabe animal. So, and I'm illiterate, but I know how to spell wolf and cat. Don't flex. I'll go dog right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'd like to thank Bluetooth. We would like to thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the podcast. We, <laughs> we thank you for your service and promo code. <laughs> oh my God. They <laughs> use this. Hey everybody, Jason Ellis here talking about Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage you you have ever tried. Dang, that's confident. But I will say this, as a man that drinks green drinks and has always drank green drinks, even before it was cool to drink a green drink, I was drinking it because the MMA community knew way before all of you other people. Well, now Athletic Greens figured out how to way, a way to take, take the dirt taste out. Tastes like a drink, like a nice drink. Even tastes like it might even be uh, quenching my thirst with like uh, some some uh, stuff that like hydrates you, not dirt. You mean it doesn't taste like a lawnmower? Is yeah, that what you're trying to say it's trippy because it's according that's to what, that's what most of the green drinks taste like, other than those. Yeah, see, Tony Hawk's had a couple of green drinks in his time as well. You can tell, but if these guys are not lying, and I'm willing to believe that uh, one tasty scoop, true story of Athletic Greens, contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole, a whole food source, ingredients, including the multivitamin and multimineral probiotic green superfood blend and more that work together to fill your nutritional gaps uh, in your diet, increase energy and focus and aid with digestion, support, health, immune system, uh, all without the need of a of a uh, of multiple products. It's just this drink you have every day. So if you're busy and you didn't eat what you wanted to eat, then you can just have Athletic Greens. It's the one thing you can add to your routine where you have somehow become become be, you became a healthier person. All just by putting this scoop in some water every day. It's not that difficult. Um, try right now. A free one-year supply of vitamin D, free trial with uh, free travel packs with your first purchase. If you visit, it's simply at uh, athleticgreens.com slash Hawkwolf. There he is. Uh, is it on? Is it happening? You're, you're on, yes. Fire away at Will Birdman. Just Hawkwolf the crap out of it. Well, I don't know. You, I remember there, there was one that we did recently that was only Wolf. Yeah, was, well, look, I was, you... Great Wolf skateboarder. Ended. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm I am pissed that they did that because I know that it's gonna bum you out. But uh, anybody listening from now on, sponsors, it's Hawk Wolf. It's never just Wolf. Okay, let's be fair. That's right. So Always. this one, Hawk Wolf. Athleticgreens.com slash Hawk Wolf. There you go. Yeah, that's right. And you get a free year supply of vitamin D. Vitamin D is very important. It's good. Google it. It's good stuff. Uh thank you, Athletic Greens. Because I was going to say, out of anybody I've seen in skateboarding, I've seen you, and, and you're not, uh, you are kind of these days, something happened to you, I don't know what the fuck happened, but you are a way more approachable, people, talk, talkative person, but you, t I see you talk to, I don't even come here that often, but a couple of times I have, little kid was here with his dad, and you went over to him when he was on the deck, like, hey man, what's going on, fucking talk about his wheels and shit, I'm like, I know what you're doing, like, you're making this dude's day, you're making... I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life that this one time Tony talked to me and he might like, that's the kind of boost that that kid could get to make him a pro skateboarder versus 
Chris Miller, who's my number one idol, told me that Tony Elva was mean to him when he was a little kid and he never forgot it. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, I remember, I'm not from Tony Elva's era, but I was told that Tony Tony Elva invented the kick turn. So as a guy that respects the game, I've always had the utmost respect for Tony Elva because if you can talk about you were the first person to decide to take your front wheels off the ground and lift them and turn them in a 180 instead of carving, you're a fucking legend. He was the first aerial. Right, so you're the fucking legend of legends. Yeah, but you, you, but you disrespected Milos. <laughs> Milos, <laughs> I can't fucking play that game. Yeah, because I'm like, this dude made me. You know, he was the spark that yeah. made me go. I'm not. I'm never gonna stop. I'm the the all- crazy thing about those days too, and you're right for sure. And and you take those you take those experiences away, and you you hope to not repeat them. Mm-hmm. But um, the crazy thing about in those days, skating was so small and shrinking. Okay. And then there was like this civil civil war happening where the guys that age were pissed at kids my age because I was like a grom at all scrappy wanting to skate. And right. they were like, no, this is our thing. Like, okay, let's make it even smaller, I guess. Yeah, no, it was a confusing era because there was I remember like hearing stories from Gregor and and Lee Ralph the only people that were good enough in my country to have been in America and talk about how there were contests at Del Mar where the, everybody was raging party all for Christian Osoy and everybody uh, against you because you had a pink helmet and and he was more rock and roll and it was yeah. like ma- well ma- it, it became a it was funny because it became a NorCal SoCal thing where all the Northern California dudes were in the stands over here. And then the people that were from our area were in the other stands here. And the people from our area, I remember that pretty vividly. They, it wasn't that they were so supportive of me, but at some point they just got fed up because those dudes were like throwing cans in the bowl while I skated. In your like contest Empties, ride. yeah, like throwing them into the pool. And I was like, dude. And then at one point I just picked one up and like tossed it back because I was like... <laughs> Like, what is this? Yeah. And that's when the people that were from our area who, like I said, you know, I, yeah, I, I was a polarizing kid because I had a weird style and I was all tricks and whatever. They were just like, fuck that. And then they started like flipping off of the stands. And then there was like this, this war happening in the stands and it became the SoCal NorCal thing. But the irony is Christian was from LA. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He but he had the support that. of all the... You know, indie dudes, SF dudes. They're actually in in that time frame. It was that was kind of wild. Uh, Tommy Guerrero was in that crew. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. he wrote he wrote a, an apology and had it printed in Thrasher to who? Well, to me and for his for him like joining the. Oh, because he was a part of that. Well, just because yeah, and, and I guess part of it was he was guilty by association, but. Well, I had Gregor Rankin explaining to me that he was there and watched it, and he said he instantly became a fan of yours because he felt that he was he obviously related to you more than those. But that's what people. it was. It was like that. It was. It wasn't that he was a fan of mine. It was that he saw this, you know, this wave of hate coming at me, and he's like, "Well, that sucks." Yeah, that's it. He said in yeah. the end he was yelling shit at them <laughs> on your behalf because he was like. These fucking dudes are drinking and smoking and throwing beers. And, and Gregor was a guy that you don't throw uh, anything at a guy in his contest ride. Yeah, that was pretty fucked that's up. Some, yep. That's some bitch ass shit that all of you need to regulate whoever threw that. Right. Like, that's not cool. I, I think that that was part of the, the incentive for thrashing. 
when you know when the guy throws his jacks in the pool? <laughs> yeah. Like that was I think they they took they took cues from Ooh. when people were throwing shit in the pool when I was skating. My God, you're a real thrashing. You're the real thrasher. <laughs> thrashing. That's so sketchy to know. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, that's the movie Thrashing was one of the first movies that was focused on skating. And it was what's his name's first movie? Christian Slater. No, no, no. Um Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, who uh was in the Avengers. Oh shit. Wow. That was his first movie. He told me this is a great story, actually. I saw him. Like, I saw him somewhere around the year 2000 at a Hollywood event, and I saw him, and all I could think of was Corey, because that was his name in Thrashing. Yeah. So, like, Corey, and that just came out. And then he turned to me, and he's like, Tony? Oh, yeah. He's like, you realize you call me my name from Thrashing? Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. He's like, it's Josh. I'm like, what's up? And, And by that time, he had kind of come back to acting. Yeah. But, but I, st- I talked to him about thrashing and I was like, yeah, what did you, what did you think of that? You know? And he goes, he goes, I went to the premiere. I watched the movie. I went into my car. I went to my car and cried. And then I cried moved because it was so bad. Because it was so bad. And then I moved <laughs> to New York to do Broadway. <laughs> thrashing, thrashing looked that good to him, huh? That was it. And then he did Broadway and killed it. Yeah. And then came back to be superstar. No way. Yeah. You know, that happened to me with Russell Crowe. I met Russell Crowe at the Viper Room with my girlfriend. And my girlfriend at the time was like a penthouse pet. So she was a pretty hot bing bong. And there was the thing where it's the square uh, ropes and everybody's yeah. just at the ropes and the fucking guys pick you yeah. like to go in. And Russell Crowe is in the line because he's not Russell Crowe yet of America. Right. He's only, to me... Hando from Rumpa Sumpa. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I only yep. know him as Hando. That was a heavy movie, too. Really heavy. Yeah. Especially when you're like a little white kid that had a shaved head and you were just like, Hando's the best. And you don't understand anything that's coming out of your mouth. And you're like, wait, am I pumped on a skinhead? Like, yeah, I, yeah. Like that yeah. movie really kind of made me have, have to recalibrate shit. I was like, Hando's good actor, <laughs> yeah. not a good guy. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. We got to like not get so pumped on Hando. But anyway, I said, holy shit, Hando. And he's like, oh, mate, from Australia. And I was like, yeah, how'd you know? He's like, only Australians call me that. And I was like, <laughs> cool. And, he's, and then he sees my chick. He's like, you guys want to come in? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to come in. So then Russell Crowe gets picked oh, that's and takes sick. me and my chick. But he's just only trying to fuck of my course, chick. Of course, yes. And then he realizes like, that ain't going to happen. And then he just pisses off on me. <laughs> but for a second there, I was like, yeah, so Hando. And he's like, uh, yeah. Hey, what's your name? And I'm like, wait, wait you're, no, you're not fucking her. No way. That doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work I, like I really that. like that movie, but bullshit. <laughs> hey, everybody. This episode is sponsored by Lucy Nicotine, right? I did not know about this, but I, I only just discovered this the other day, and I'm very excited. I'm going to get some. They don't know I'm going to get some, but I'm getting some. Uh, this company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking uh, for a better way, a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. 
research, research, wow, research and develop. They've been developed for three years, and they uh, they, they used to be made for people, not patients. See, they like their people here. Lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams. I don't know if that's a lot, but four milligram nicotine comes in three flavors. This is a bit I do like. Wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate. I want pomegranate nicotine. I never thought I'm I'd sure. say that. Huh? You, you sure? You, you, which one would be your first choice? Yeah, I know you're a cinnamon guy, but that's cool. Sounds cinnamon, like yeah. Yeah. sounds like Lucy sounds caters like to both of us. Shirley Temples to me. It sounds like you want like the Shirley Temple. That's my favorite drink. Oh, there you go. That's it. Okay, Lucy has lozenges as well. Lozenges, sorry. Uh, with four milligrams, once again, of nicotine. Comes in three flavors. Cherry ice, sick, citrus, no way, and mint. Yeah, fair enough. Makes sense. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible. So that's good, I guess. Uh, you can use FSA cards to purchase Lucy. I did not know. I, know, I don't know what that is, but if you've got one now, you know. Uh, and it's convenient, discreet. This product can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go. You could even go with Bob if he's your uncle. Um, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, they want to personally Doesn't Bob's your uncle, doesn't that just mean like it's a for sure thing? Yep. And That's it's, what it means. Right? And Bob's it's a for sure and, good and thing. And it'll happen. And it's going to okay. be good. And it's gonna Two be things good. are going to happen. It's, um, it's going to happen. That's one. And when it does, it's going to be sweet as a date. Sweet as pomegranates. May as well. I'm sorry. I don't even, I apologize for where I come from. I really do. Because I don't even know what I'm saying. I just, people around me when I was born started saying, oh, mate, Bob's your uncle, Jay. And now I'm just Bob and your uncle. I have no idea who Bob is. (laughs) I've never, I haven't have, I don't know any uncles. You know, I don't guess what, anyway. We've got a code, promo code. Get, let's get serious here for a second. It's it's Hawk versus Wolf listeners gets if you go to Lucy.co and use promo code, this is gonna offend Tony. Wolf. What? You get twenty percent off Wolf. No you get Hawk. More if you enter Hawk Wolf, is no, that like a secret? No, code? you get less. You get twenty percent less if you type in <laughs> Hawk Wolf. If you, if you the what price, if you enter Bob's your uncle? You probably you you're not it's not gonna look good for you. I would go with Wolf, everybody. <laughs> I would right, go, go with Lucy.co, use promo code Wolf at checkout. All right. All right. Thanks, okay. everybody. Right. Thanks, Tony. Same as <laughs> Lemmy tried to have sex with her as well. One time Lemmy came over to my house. I lived in Hollywood and the same girl, she ended up dancing uh, on Sunset at a strip club, whatever. And I said something stupid. If you ever meet anybody cool, you know, and they want to hang out, bring them over. And she's like, yeah, for sure. So she drank a lot. So I get the buzzer. She's in the, at the elevator. I'm like, eh, and I'm like, huh? She's like, yeah, um, I'm, with, I'm here with Lenny, with Lenny from Motor Breath. Oh my god! And I go, you mean Lemmy from Motorhead? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just buzz us up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then fucking sure enough, she just walks, her and Lemmy. Her and Lemmy <clears throat> walk wow. into my walk into my house. And this like, I love Lemmy, and I don't think he would mind this story. But uh, 
he sits on the sits on the couch, plays my fucking guitar that my my Gibson Explorer that I that I bought because I wanted to look like James Hetfield. Tells me about all these stories about how him and Lars and James are best buds while he's playing my guitar. I'm like, get fucked. <laughs> Lemmy's playing my guitar and telling me about Metallica That's by insane. myself. Like That's Libby's insane. just in the kitchen drinking, and then he goes, he fucking stops for a second and he pulls out this baggie and he goes. And I'm like, I don't know why he looked around <laughs> to see if anybody was yeah. looking. I was looking right at him. There was only two people in the room. Was there Was there a cop in the bathroom? Yeah, I don't know what. I think he's just like a habit where he had to go like that first. And then he's like, just put his whole nose in the bag. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what's that? And he's like, oh, you know, meth. I've been a meth, wait, a meth alcoholic for 30 years and a meth for 20. And, and I was like, whoa, that was a crazy sentence to say. <laughs> Uh, Lemmy, and then, and then, what? <laughs> I like how you, you review his sentence. Yeah, because everything he was saying was godlike. I'm like, ooh, words to live by. And I'm like, mm, not that one. <laughs> not, not going down those footsteps. He also had shaved the goatee <clears throat> thing, so his big wart things were going hard. Oh, wow. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't even know you had that many. That's crazy. And then my girlfriend sits on the couch in front of him. She's got a little skirt on and she's got pink. Uh, undies on so you can just see the pink on her pussy because it's open and so he's just like like looking at it oh my god and I'm right here and I'm like hey man you know it's getting late you know and I'm like, now I'm now I'm, tell- now I'm like trying to hint to Lemmy that he should probably go because you're not gonna fuck her in front oh I'm not god. sitting here for this like it's not wow. gonna happen oh okay oh, oh, see you know like play guitar a little bit more and then left but it was like a legendary story, but I, at the end, I was really, I really wanted him to leave, <laughs> which is weird how he did that. <clears throat> we, I have a, a, a kind of opposite Lemmy story okay. that uh, we were invited. They were doing a thing for him at the Rainbow Room at yeah. the Roxy, right? The <clears throat> Roxy's right near, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were going to do some big celebration. Oh, it was his birthday. Okay, and. Uh, my wife and I are like, sweet, let's go to Lemmy's birthday. That sounds sick, you know? And, and I invited Riley because um, <clears throat> Riley's a massive Motorhead fan. And on our way up there, we found out that our friend who was in hospice had passed away. Oh. And, and it was just too weird. It, you know what I mean? Like, to we, celebrate. Yeah, we're just like, oh, man, out. we can't. And so we turn around. You know, oh, it was fuck. bummer and called Riley and I was like, Riley, I'm sorry, but you know, so-and-so and this happened. And so it's not really, can't go to the party, but you should go. He's like, no, I don't want to go unless you're going, whatever. Go home. Let me die three days later. What? Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, cause you know, his, his death came very suddenly. Did, did it? I thought he was <clears throat> sick for a while. Or it was just like this thing where he was sick it, well, and he just I, denied it, was, it, right? It was within a week, I think, of his birthday. Something yeah, was, crazy. Where it was like, it, it, you know, and, and the people at the Rainbow Room or whatever, because ca- they invited me, so I called them. And they're like, do you have to call if you're not coming? I they go, said you had to call. No, they said you don't have to call if you're not coming. You know, okay. they're like, it's cool you called, but you, I, go, I don't know. I don't know if it's some crazy guest list and you're going to open up to someone else. But, yeah. you know, and then, and then they're like, don't worry about it. Like, next one, next time. You're in. I'm like, I go, and then, then he died. It's crazy. Yeah, that's... I mean, I felt like there was a... 
there's like that period where you're you're smoking and drinking is killing you and you're going to die in the next couple of months if you don't stop and he just kept doing that. So that tells me that I, I wasn't there, but I, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that he wasn't smoking a cigarette and drinking at the Roxy on his right, birthday. Right, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, he, he was unapologetic about yeah. his lifestyle. Yeah. No, I told you the line that he bragged about. <laughs> and, then, and then many years later, he came on the Jason Ellis show back when we were in the swing house. Did you tell him the story? Yeah. He didn't remember it, but... I told him the story. He was like, ah, oh, good for me. Or About the shit. baggie too? I think I might have left that one out. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it can all be revealed. <laughs> now it can't get me, so I'll say it. But he fucking, he, you know, let a smoke in there. And he just started smoking. And because oh, he's wow. let me, nobody said anything. Right. And then someone brought him a bottle of Jack and the red plastic cups. And he came in super angry and was like bitter and then I'm, you know, I'm trying to talk to him, and I'm intimidated, man, because I'm, you know, I mean, it's Lemmy, and I want it to be good, because it's like this yeah. lord of metal, and and then the drink starts to wake him up, and he's like, yeah, play the whole fucking, you know, play the whole fucking another song, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'll play the whole fucking album if you want. He's like, let's play the fucking album. So then we sat there and played the whole fucking album, Motorhead. Yeah, the whole new album that he just brought out, and he was telling me about this, is what this, this, this is what made me do this. Shit can drank like like giant amount of, wow. of of whiskey and smoked like two packs of cigarettes like everything that I wore was completely destroyed from being in this room with this guy oh, but it was like smoke. such a legendary thing to me the whole time watching him yep. he, he just woken up you know I could yep. tell and, he, and then he came good in an hour and then the next two hours was just it was like I got to <laughs> hang out with Lemmy I was so stoked that we got a Motorhead track in our video game series how did you Ace of Spades? How'd you get that? Uh, well, <clears throat> it came Does mostly. He approve that or is that? What's that? Was this when he was around? You got that? Yeah. So he would yeah. have to approve it. I assume. Right. They they did a Motorhead collab with Lakai. Like Riley got a Motorhead shoe. How did he do? Okay, you know what? Now I'm thinking it's somebody else that so, has. That was because that was after he he passed away. Okay. So that the licensing thing happened. That like they they continue to license stuff. Right. But <clears throat> getting the song in there. It came from uh, the president of Neversoft, this guy, Joel Jouette, who's just one of the funniest dudes, total like cowboy hick dude, ran one of the biggest software companies of yeah. game developer. Hell They're the up. ones who created uh, my game, Guitar Hero. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Like they were killing it. Yeah. <clears throat> and he always wore short corduroy shorts and like a... a, a crazy cowboy shirt or just like a, a you know polo shirt but it was all fucked up and he was unapologetic a huge mustache and uh a twirly one no not twirly just it wasn't like that like untamed he, like untamed yeah like like he was a, like, like barry was a cowboy yeah like barry zaritsky right and he loved like motorhead type of rock and yeah. so he and acdc so he's like we gotta get motorhead on the channel check like dude that'd be awesome but you know, they won't do it. Oh, who knows? Like we're just doing these video games. We're getting punk rock tracks. Cause those people, you know, those bands are, they want their music out there, right. but you're going to, you're going for motorhead and ACDC. Like you're nuts. And sure enough, he got it. And, and Ace of Spades became one of the anthems to the series. Like I people still that. associate that. Yeah. I mean, people who aren't, weren't motorhead fans initially, that was their introduction. I, I've, I got into motorhead because of the young ones. 
Oh, really? Yeah. The TV first show? Time, first time I heard Ace of Spades was The Young Ones. That's sick. First time I saw Lemmy was in a living room in The Young wow. Ones' house. I'm like, who are these guys? So sick. Such a weird way to discover them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, you think you would have heard the band first, not yeah. been into The Young Ones. But that was like before I was into Metallica. I, I, I was into The Young Ones when I was probably like 10. Yeah, I remember that, that, that show was pretty reverent at the time. I, to me, funniest thing in my life that I'd ever seen was that show. Yeah. That was the Vivian, the guy with the Vivian, studs yeah. on his head, yeah. was my favorite person in, in life. I really relate. I really relate. <laughs> Your favorite person was Vivian from The Young Ones and Hendo yeah. from Romper Stomper. Do you see what a struggle yeah, it's been yeah, to yeah, get here? Some, to- you got some crazy role models and when you were skating in the heyday i was on the north i was with the christian i would have been with christian oh, for and the, sure yeah Woo, fucking hawks a kook <laughs> who wears a pink helmet fucking <laughs> i totally would have been down for that shit oh man and then i remember thinking like yeah yeah those guys like so close to having it all but fucking nerds you know losers <laughs> What, what I guess what's funny about that or whatever the thing that I that I've learned and taken from all those experiences especially I mean that you know I was being bullied like yeah. there's no question about it like through Number through those one, years and being bullied <clears throat> yeah and and when you, you know, imagine poor that me. now what's that could you imagine that now if just people threw beer cans at Nigel Houston because he like had a yeah well, pink well back on? then there wasn't much accountability either because people didn't have cameras you know what I mean it yeah. was just more like a, a a can came from the stands. No one's going to say like that dude. It was just like, yeah, right. whatever. Like tough deal with it. Only to a small amount of people. Was that big news? Yeah. Cause it got to me in Australia. Right. It was but big but news. for sure me. And so, you know, and in those days you didn't, we didn't, they didn't say bullies. They just said, Oh, you get picked on. I get picked on a lot. Right. And what I learned from that is, is coming up through these years and all the technology and now social media, when people would talk shit on social media, I was like, dude, you can't, you can't get to me. <laughs> right. I used to hear that stuff to my face. I used to hear, see that printed in magazines about me. Yeah. You know, like unapologetically in Thrasher. And so when people, you know, come, they come in hot with the negative comments and stuff. I was just like, dude, you're not even, you're not even, you're not even hiding, you're hiding behind an anonymous username anyway. But <clears throat> it, it prepared me for all that. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like skateboarding has always been pretty picky, so that does it does help because I feel like the radio show got me into being on the Howard Stern show got me to uh, be her, her, her attacked on social media like to another level because usually it would just be like you suck, and I'm like yeah, yeah. fair enough. Maybe I kind of agree sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, but it, then it became you know, I mean, uh, your brother is an f bomb, or I mean, I'm glad he died. And I'm like, whoa, oh what yeah, the fuck is Those that? You are, like said yeah. that's really dark. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it, but it, it took me a while to. I'm like, this is what happens when you reach a certain level, and, and it also showed me, like, wait, like if it gets any bigger, don't expect it to get any better. Like right. people will say. Anything and everything. If yep. you get if you register to enough people, because those guys are just out there ready to do that. Oh yeah, I mean that that they live for it. But it doesn't. You're right. Skateboarding has always done that. I feel like I've always heard people to my face say, "Why are you such a bitch?" You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Man. Yeah. It's like I guess I got to answer that right now, right? Like, <laughs> right. Into your face. 
Yeah, it was it was harsh, man. <laughs> no wonder a lot of people got discouraged from skating back then. Obviously, now it's way more welcoming and inclusive. Right? Like, and, could you imagine whatever. if someone did that? But to it a wasn't kid? even about like even back then. It wasn't about your skin color, your background. It was just more like, yeah. like your style sucks. Yeah. No, it was definitely quit. Yeah. You got to quit skating. Yeah, I never hated anybody because yeah, they were black. I really, your style is so bad. I cannot look at your face. <laughs> And I was really serious. Like, there's a couple of people still to this day where, thanks to many years of therapy, like somebody said the other day, uh, Seth was like, oh, man, you're skating today? Like, Andy was going to come down. And I told him maybe not today because Seth knows that back in the day, right. his style would make me want to vomit on my dick. Right. He's disgusting. But he's a really nice person. He's a really good dude. He's a really good skateboarder, it's you really good loser. Skater, yeah. But that... I was raised by mean people that were telling me that you need to feel this rage for this guy's style. Right. And I'm like, oh, shit, well, I better get angry because he wasn't didn't there, tuck his knee. Wasn't it? There was an Aussie dude. Was it Tony Hallam? Yes. That got taken out, right? Yeah, we hated him. But, but Gregor T taught me to hate him. But someone intentionally ran into him. Yeah, at the right ramp at right. At the ramp right. right. Yeah. Same day. Think about this. They, they don't like this guy. Or me, I, became, Hit, I got or on the his list. style or whatever so much that that he dropped into the ramp and someone came after him and hurt him yeah. and took him out of the contest. Right? And that's not exactly what happened. Oh, okay. He someone did try to take his head off. Gregor <clears throat> tried to hit him, clothesline him across. The oh, flat. okay. And then he got out of there. And then another New Zealand guy, he elected to not go in the contest because he was scared of Gregor and Lee. Oh, and, okay. And then in the contest, because I had befriended Ben Schroeder in America and I had long blonde hair, I let my hair grow out. And that was really offensive to those two guys. They were like, you look like a fucking woman and you're out there flinging your hair around. Like, yeah. we hate you now. And I'm like, I'm, you're my best friend. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, we're going to kill you. Lee's going to kill you. Lee's, Lee took acid and he's going to kill you. So I was. Oh, and Lee is is a monster and yeah a really giant person yeah and i was still like 17 like i don't want to die and in the contest i wanted to be in that contest and i <clears throat> would would for skateboarding let lee punch me in the face so when i knew when gregor was like get off the ramp cunt and i'm like what so you fucking heard me and i'm like i'm not getting off the ramp and then i remember <laughs> yeah. jeff kendall and sergey ventura were on the ramp going what the fuck is going on i'm like man just ignore it and then he said something again, and Sergi was like, hey, man, why don't you give him a break? And that's when he called Sergi a racist word. Term. Oh, and I'm yeah. Like, and Sergi looked at me, and I'm like, dude, just stay out of it. And then I drop in. As soon as I drop in, he drops in, coming after me. So I do a uh, frontside grind. He's coming at me 50-50, try to punch me in the face. I duck out of the way, then I go up and do a 5-0. In a 5-0, Lee Ralph kicks my board in a 5-0. Oh, and my I, God. And I go, what? And I still make it. And then as I make it, I drop, I like pump, backs it air. Gregor is now in front of me and I'm behind him. And he goes into a lean air and I go into a lean air. And in his lean air, he grabs his board in an axe murderer and turns around at me like this <laughs> and fucking throws it at me. And it missed me. And I, that's right, I elected to do a lean to tail. So I did one of those ones where I could stall in the air. So when it went to throw and it hit me, it bounced off me and I went to tail and oh, kept my- going. So I made my ride with those dudes. Is that on video? I mean, it would have been on video, but I don't, people were not filming yeah. me at this contest. I was not <laughs> like the, they weren't looking for me. They were looking for, 
for uh, Chris Miller and, and Christian Osoy, even though Christian wouldn't skate because he stubbed his toe at a huge party. <laughs> That's right. We talked about that. <laughs> On national Australian television, the reason you're not in the contest is because you stubbed your toe at a huge party. Wow. You didn't even say contest. You just said party. <laughs> wow. That is, so then, but did you end up skating in the contest? For oh, yeah. Real? You did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like now looking back at it, I'd be like, man, I fell off in my ride. I probably could have done better if you guys weren't fucking with me the whole time. But at the time, I didn't care about winning. There was one part of me that wanted me to beat the Australians so that I could say that I was the best Australian. So when I lost to, to Gary and Adam Luxford, they, got, they did better. That was cool. I mean, that was a bummer, but I, they had that, um, it was a 40 foot ramp and they had that window down the bottom where they'd made a perspex window so people could see through it and watch you. And in my ride, I fell off, but then I, uh, got back in and did like three backs of airs to set up for the biggest front side ollie that I could fucking possibly do with everything I've got in me. Yeah. And Steve Schneer was in the perspex thing in the ramp and Reese... Simpson, Reese Simpson, like dudes that dudes that were intimidating to me that they weren't even really friendly to me. They right. were, there was so there were such maniacs mm-hmm. and Craig Johnson. So those guys were in that little glass bubble thing, and I I launched one as big as I could across the whole fucking ramp. My feet came off on the way down. It was one of those ones where you land like oh, <laughs> yeah. like I gave it everything I had and I made it. And it was I landed so low that I was in a kick turn on the other side. And when I was coming back to the perspex, I could see Steve Schneer punching. Trying to punch through the perspex, like ah, because ah. he was so high. Because he was so high. That's like, amazing. And I was like, to me, I was like, this is the coolest. That's you what just I got wanted. validation. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And <laughs> That's then that really night, good. they were all like, "Fucking, you're Ollie with fucking." Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Thanks, Steve Schneer." Like all these crazy people. Craig Johnson was my friend for a day. Craig Johnson might have been the only skater that was bigger than Lee Ralph. Yeah, and he had hair for a helmet. Yeah, this dude had. He was, he's like 6'4", Probably, maybe. yes. And he had giant dreads, so <clears throat> they were just out of control, so much that he cut a hole in the top of his helmet, and they would have them sticking out, so he looked like a pineapple. But he was already a million feet tall, he was and that made feet. him eight feet tall. And then he had pads that were four times bigger than anybody's pads. He was so awesome. So everything he did was just gigantically terrifying. He's, and he's he, so I don't awesome. think he ever skated without being buzzed or hung over. Yeah. So everything was sketchy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think at some time, I think at some point, the rant riot where he was, the first time I ever saw him, I felt like he was playing it up. Like I felt like when in his actual final ride, instead of doing any new tricks, every air he would do this, in the air, like I'm gonna crash, and that would be that would be like, or wiggle the board in the air, like, just, <laughs> like, like to, to purposely look out of control. Yeah, like oh, this is my final ride. I'm gonna try and make it like sketchier so that I can potentially. Yeah, I don't think he had strategy like that. Yeah, I don't think he was he was thinking that far ahead. I really I really like those guys. I could tell how that rubbed off on me too. I remember in Munster, those guys just had a cooler and they were just drinking beer and I'm like the fuck get up here, Alice. I'm like I- contest. Yeah, Shh. fucking practice, pussy. Like, just you know, what I mean, like already, like not that damn with me for saying that, yeah. like, dude. Sure, it's the middle of the contest, but we have a case of beer. What are we here for, really? That was 
that was interesting to witness and to avoid in those days for me. <clears throat> People would have wanted you to have a beer, right? Yeah, I mean, they were all, well, mostly it was the, it was the nights, and it was the nights before. Right. And everyone's just raging because they're a bunch of children let loose yeah. and have their own hotel rooms. Yep. And so, and, and there was some, you know, some were kind of older, whatever. There seemed like such a huge discrepancy between a 20-year-old and a 16-year-old which there is, but mm. even then you wanted to, you know, be on that par. And so everyone was just partying. And I remember thinking like, I don't think I'm going to do well tomorrow if I join you guys. Like that doesn't seem like it would be okay. And, and, and also I, I wasn't really invited. Yeah, you know because I mean? we didn't think he wanted to go. No. And if I, you had I, grabbed I, a beer <laughs> off somebody and started drinking it, you would have been the life of the party. <laughs> it would have been an instant, hey, everyone would have been so excited. Yeah. I would have been less terrified about holding a beer. Because I remember <laughs> there was a time there where I didn't want to drink around you because it was like drinking around kids. I feel like you're a role model, you're a very serious person, and I don't want to spill my alcohol on you. I feel like I, I mean, like, oh, shit, Tony's here. Let's keep it mellow. Let's back it, back it down, everybody. Back it down. Back it down. Yeah, like don't whatever you were talking about. Don't you know? Don't say it now. Like wait till he leaves. I swear you were like that to me. I wasn't gonna go. Hey man, I just saw the biggest titties. You like I wouldn't tell Tony Hawk that story. <laughs> I would wait till Tony Hawk left. <laughs> That's just what I knew I would do. And then later, and the bus man, I'll tell you about all the titty stories if you want. But there was a time there where I was like, I don't. I'm not gonna be the guy. I'm not like trying to hor- horrify him. Yeah, I guess I think I, because I put so much emphasis on on contests, results, and rankings yeah. because that was the only mark of success back then. There were no, you didn't have YouTube, you didn't you didn't have clips that you were stacking for Instagram. Like right. the only way that you were going to be successful is to do well in contests, and that's what I had going for me. Was Rodney Mullen an inspiration to you? Um, yeah, for sure. Because I feel like. He wasn't in the contest because he was a freestyle guy, but he was on the same path as you as in well, being it, an innovator and not being a party animal. I think we connected with each other in more the sense that we were so focused on getting new tricks, like learning new tricks yeah. and creating new techniques right. that he and I like fell right in line with that. And we both had a stellar uh, competitive career and we knew you know, we knew the old saying, like, it's lonely at the top. We both felt that way where we were like, we could connect with each other because we both had reached the top of our field. Eh. And we both felt like it was weird and it was it was very isolating because you no one really identified with you in yeah. that sense. And so he and I would, would connect on that. And we both at separate times quit competing because we hated that pressure. So really, he, he quit competing for a couple years and said his dad uh, disallowed him to compete anymore. He made that up. Yeah. Because I remember that story and we always used to make fun of him. Like, who listens to their dad? Yeah. I mean, his dad was hard on him for sure. Did and his dad, dad didn't appreciate skateboarding. Bird? But that was, an easy, that was an easy sort of default for, for Rodney to say, oh, well, that's my dad. But you <clears throat> retired from competition? I stopped competing just because I, I started getting jaded. Like, I, I didn't like that I would go to a contest and everyone sort of set me... separately and they were like at some point other people would say hey man i just hope i get second because i I feel like i'll I'll have won and i was like dude i told these guys a story before you got here where there was a time there where i was i was i'll 
in Monster, I did really well. First time I ever did really well. Then we went to France. You didn't know me, and then you did. And then in France, I came to that contest. I got fifth, and I was like, I could win now. If I get fifth, I could win. And you were the guy that wins everything. And at one point, I put my tail down. You put your tail down the other side, and you lifted your body up. You're like, yeah, Alice. And I dropped in, and I was like, is he fucking with me? Like, <laughs> oh my god! Now that I'm now that I'm on this, like, is, was that like his like, yeah, fucking Alice, good luck, fucker. It's oh like, my god! Without you, and I ne- like at the time, I'm like, man, I've ripped the big dogs, and this is how he plays the game, right? How am I gonna play? Yeah, this? it's all psychology. Yeah. Psychological. I thought I was like, that's what I do in the bi- when they get to the big dogs. It's psychology and skateboarding. <laughs> and you were just like, yeah. Jason, like I now know your name, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was such a. I don't. I don't think I. But I'm trying saw to any of that but, happening. But what I'm trying to say is, at that time, getting second was easily a win. You, I told these guys, I studied you so hard. There was a that the last 15 seconds, I knew it. It would be it would last 15 seconds. Your fucking nose, your nostrils start flaring up, and you start doing these fucking tricks that no one's ever done. Three of them in a row, usually. You do fucking da 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 And it's like, <laughs> fuck! You know what I mean? No one can fucking do that. No one's even <laughs> supposed to do that at one time, let alone fucking three in a row. That would always be the thing. And then if it was 10 years, it was 10 years you did that. Of course we were like, <laughs> second yeah, was 10 is years, a win. But it was also, it was, it was that combined with then I would get judged against what the judges <laughs> thought I was capable of at the time and not against other riders. Yeah. So they were like, well, he didn't even do a 720. Whoa. And it was like, oh, yeah. But the rest of the run was probably on par with yeah. everyone else, right? Yeah. Like, and they were just like, no. Like, and so I would get marked way down if I didn't go at top, like the, the absolute top performance that they expected of me. And so that got, it just got like discouraging. It just, it just wasn't fun. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so I, at some point I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And I talked to Stacy, like I told Stacy, because um, Stacy was the only one that I could really confide in. I, like, I don't want to compete anymore. And he's like, how are you going to make a living? And wow. I said, and I, I said these words, I go, well, you know, I still make videos like with you. And he's like, if you're not competing, you're not going to get coverage. No one's going to buy your board. Because he was still correct at that point. He was right. Yeah. Because you still had to. <clears throat> so, so what I did was I ended up, I ended up pulling back from competition, but only going to certain ones. Like I wasn't going to all of them to get the overall rankings and whatever. I just would go to certain ones that I thought would be more fun. Yeah. And that was liberating enough. Like that allowed me to go and, oh, this will be a fun event. This ramp is sick. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go. And, and I would, and I actually like kind of shifted my style and, and tried to do not basic tricks, but tricks that flowed better together. Yeah. And and that just made it more fun, and that that was kind of my re-entry to competing. Man, to have no idea that you went through any of that. Like you're at a contest, you weren't at a contest, then you're at another contest. I'm like, yep, Birdman, always there, winning, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like to know that you were like, man, this shit's getting annoying to me, or people are judging you different. Like your different perspective to where you're sitting in the contest. Like if you're always, you know, I make the ten cut. And then, you know, I mean, I got, I can vary to like third to, to 10th pretty much. You know I mean? Those two guys always bump me. Uh, and I also had a terrible game plan. I felt like I don't want to, I want to do the biggest trick I've ever done in my life in the contest. Yeah. And it never happened. I right. was like, you make two rides and then you got to make kickflip McTwist, dude. 
And then sky's the limit for you. You don't know how to make that trick, dude. You're a fucking yeah. idiot. But I swear to God, every time I land that fucking backside there before, I'm like, this is the one. <laughs> That's the attitude you have to take, though. You can't go at it like, I hope this works. Maybe like 15 seconds. I'm like, click. And I'm like, I'm like, finally, man, that's the one that I want. Like, and I'm like in the air going, fuck it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Shit's over there. Can't even get it back. And I'm upside down. It is over. It is over. Yeah. Those ones I can handle more than the ones where you try to safety and you do a basic trick to safety dance the ride. And that fucks up. That's the biggest oh, burner yeah, yeah, to me yeah, ever. Yeah. An axle stall in Slam City Jam and my fucking wheel came off the coping. And I'd done yep. kickflip bindi, varial, kickflip bindi, fast plant, varial, and an axle stall in the corner and my fucking wheel came off. And as it started falling, I grabbed my board and tried to stand on it sideways. Just, down, just, just dead. Trying to save it. Look like taking a shit on a toilet, holding the board, <laughs> skidding sideways, going, no! To the bottom and like, no! Like crying, like shit was... That that oh. comment though though that what he's talking about when you go up and do axle stall that's just a, like a trick that you're sort of resetting yourself yes right? a reset and when I used to skate those Bondi contests well when they had them yeah the one trick that I was always scared of was a fit fifty in Bondi in Bondi because that's concrete right it's oh, concrete no, it's a, yeah it is yeah. but also the coping's kind of big that's the one trick like. I knew I was going to make the run. Like I had McTwist, and so, you know, whatever, even at my age, like I still had all these other tricks I could do. Cavalarials, you know, and, and 50, 50, every time I went up to it, I'd be like, okay, here it comes. <sighs> Get the trucks on. Can I ask, is it because it is a basic trick and you're Tony Hawk? It's and that's because, the trick because you of that, that common mistake. And in practice, I did that common mistake so much that it, it freaked me out. Yeah, because I, I would, to me, if you fell when off like 50 50, we'd be talking about it for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like this. Like if you did it, I'd go, it's not like 50 50. You guys see that? Like 50 50. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's that? What happened to him? Yeah, in a, in a vert or, or pool contest, it would be probably the most basic trick of your run. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That was but one of those ones that. that I felt really natural doing, but apparently not that day. <laughs> fuck you you know I never got that back I never That's did it. well don't, hey don't take it for granted that's the That's lesson right. here don't, shout don't out to Axel yeah. Stalls you know what last time we skated I did many many Axel Stalls so fuck you Slam City Jam I'm back can't do any of the other <laughs> tricks that I did but I can do the Axel Stall thanks everybody oh like and subscribe we love you I got this from Logan Paul like and subscribe I love you guys mwah, mwah, mwah. I love you guys mwah. do that that's do, you I do. don't want to do that no I do it for you it's okay Please like, please subscribe. That was um, good. Yeah? You can say you like good. them. We like you. We lo- are you kidding me? We love our listeners. Wow. We love our he listeners. He loves you. Yes, absolutely. Like and subscribe. You spend an hour listening to us. We love you. Yes! Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bed sheets or skincare, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Now, open your eyes. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.